the U.S. fumbles the ball. That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The United States government seems to be leading the race to the bottom of the list of those nations concerned about climate change. When he was campaigning, the new president said that he would tear up the Paris Climate Accord that's been signed by 197 countries, but he hasn't acted yet. Because of Trump, other countries no longer view the United States government as the leader in the struggle to save the planet from global warming. China is now emerging as the nation at the forefront. Gregory Barker, climate change minister to former British Prime Minister David Cameron, said that if America won't lead, then it's clear China will. The Asian powerhouse is leading the world in solar power generation. The National Energy Administration announced Saturday that China is the world's biggest producer of solar energy, having doubled its photovoltaic capacity last year. But it's not just solar. China recently overtook the U.S. as the largest market for electric vehicles, and Chinese companies are now challenging Tesla's lead. At the World Economic Forum, Chinese President Xi Jinping called on all countries to hold fast to the hard-won Paris Agreement, warning that walking away from the accord would threaten future generations. The new American administration's negative view of scientists concerned about climate change was underscored last week by Myron Ebel, who headed Trump's transition team for the Environmental Protection Agency. Ebel said at a conference in Brussels that environmental experts are what he calls urban eco-imperialists. He criticized them, saying that the climate industrial complex has figured out how to get rich by alarming people. The EU Observer reported that Britain's former energy and climate change minister responded by telling Ebel to stop trashing experts and that denigrating learning and expertise sends a terrible message to young people. And while the White House and the Republican-led Congress seem poised to ignore climate change and its effects, the U.S. Navy does not have the luxury to bury its head in sandy beaches as sea levels rise. The U.S. military has viewed global warming as a problem since 2003, if not earlier, according to retired General Jerry Galloway, who spoke with the Voice of America. The Navy confronts rising sea levels all over the world. In Norfolk, Virginia, the rising surf damages electrical, water, and steam lines under the piers, and high waves can keep sailors from getting to their ships. In response, the Navy now builds piers higher and places utility lines under a protected concrete deck. Even getting to the naval base is harder, as nuisance flooding becomes a regular problem cutting off roads from the city of Norfolk. And on the other coast, marketplace reports that the Ventura County Naval Base in California is seeing impacts from storms and flooding. The base has lost about 400 feet of beach since the 40s, and buildings that were far away from waves are now close. To deal with the problem, the California Naval Base has partnered with the Nature Conservancy to help with its decision-making. Lily Verdone from the Conservancy said the agreement with the Navy signed last summer is the first public-private partnership to address climate adaptation on Defense Department lands. At least to the U.S. Navy, climate change is no hoax. 
In efforts to save the dying coal industry, both the U.S. Senate and House voted last week to roll back Obama administration rules that would have cut the levels of coal waste getting tossed into nearby streams. When the rules were issued last December, the Department of the Interior said that they would require companies to avoid mining practices that permanently pollute streams, destroy drinking water sources, increase flood risk, and threaten forests. It would have also required companies to restore streams and mined areas. The bill focused on the mining technique of shearing off mountaintops where the debris is cast aside and often into nearby streams. Forbes Business Magazine noted that undoing these regulations won't change the coal industry's fate because the biggest coal-fired utilities are ditching their older plants and they're not building new ones. Instead, they're switching to natural gas and renewables. Nationally, 300 coal plants have been shuttered since 2008 and more are scheduled to close. Millions of people in Somalia face starvation after two seasons of drought have led to food shortages. In the last six months, the danger of famine has increased to threaten three million people with an emergency food crisis, according to the UN. To put this in perspective, that's like the entire city of Chicago plus more facing severe hunger. The UN is calling for a massive and urgent increase in humanitarian assistance in the coming weeks. The drought has wiped out crops and killed livestock. Communities are being forced to sell their assets to survive. And finally, last week marked Groundhog Day, the annual tradition in which a famous rodent, Punxsutawney Phil, emerges from his burrow to see his shadow, or not as the case may be, to tell those assembled when winter will end. For the record, this year Phil did see his shadow, predicting six more weeks of winter. So we wondered, how often is Phil right? Folks at the Washington Post wondered also. They ran the numbers on 250 cities over 30 years and found out that sometimes he's right, but it really depended on what cities, and in the end, the marmot was no more accurate than a coin toss. To make matters even worse for poor Phil, climate change may put him out of a job anyway. According to Climate Central, for most of the country, except the West, temperatures in the winter are warming faster than during the other three seasons. And more bad news for Phil, Rolf Hutt at the University of Groningen in the Netherlands told Gizmodo that climate change could shorten Phil's life. Hibernating species like groundhogs have periods of deep sleep broken up every few weeks with arousal times in which they expend their fat reserves. A warmer climate means groundhogs will wake up more to the point where they deplete their fat, get too skinny, and maybe die. Maybe with climate change threatening poor Phil's life, the people of Punxsutawney should let him sleep in and instead allow meteorologists to use science to predict when spring will arrive. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association. Sustainable water management means more than just conservation. Learn about water efficiency and resilience at awwa.org slash sustainable.